Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Basketball is back, and BetOnline remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at BetOnline. And as your continued source for all your sports wagering information, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events, whether that's the NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals in the Phoenix metropolitan area and, of course, wherever you may be. I am one of your co-hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams, and with me, as always, is a man who not only played professional baseball but also played in the National Football League and was on that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. And, of course, I'm talking about the one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Oh, Jay, that was a tough one yesterday, bro. I'm good, but that was a tough one, and we get ready to talk about it, bro. But Merry Christmas, everybody. I hope everybody had a a great holiday, man. Yes, indeed, and it's and for those of you that have listened to the to the show quite a bit, welcome back. For those that are new, welcome to you. Tell a friend and tell a friend. But you often hear me say, "My brother, my brother," and you'll see Ed say that as well, or you'll hear Ed say that as well, and that's true because Ed saved us yesterday uh so we're as we're recording this so when on christmas we we do uh, one of the little traditions that we do is my wife will make chicken and waffles and so our our deep fryer somehow just disappeared on us and so i (laughs) called up my brother ed and i asked him do you have a deep fryer and he paused for a moment he said yeah man i got a deep fryer man what you need i asked him if i could borrow it he said yes he lives right up the road from me so i got jumped in the car looking real looking real shady and i jumped in the car went to his house and then he then he scolded me when i walked in he said what you how you gonna ask me whether or not i got a deep fryer man (laughs) come on man but so that's my brother for real so so uh so we decided to not record right after the game yesterday we decided to record this on the day after we typically do uh, we do the show twice a week we do it on month you hear it on mondays and thursdays monday is a reaction to the most recent game and giving our thoughts and thursday we typically look ahead to the upcoming opponent opponent and since we have the hard knocks in season we give a response or reaction to that and some of the topics that we think may come out of that. So with this particular game, my brother, the Cardinals welcomed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers into State Farm Stadium. Uh, They ended up falling 19-16 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in overtime. And I do want to get your thoughts on this game. For one, you and I both agree. We were texting a little bit uh, during the game. This was this is a tough watch. It really oh, was for a lot of reasons. One of the things before I get one your thoughts on um just from high level in terms of what you saw maybe were players playing hard. One of your favorite slash <laughs> uh most picked on players, he was playing his behind off and there's no oh, joke yeah. about that. And we never clown about whether or not he gives full effort, but he was definitely doing his thing. We'll talk about him. But I want your thoughts on the game. But before that, one of the some of the things that I saw during the game was about one Tom Brady. It, the I, I read a couple of uh, uh, pieces or, or articles about that. I wanted to see if you agree with this. One piece uh, it was on ESPN said Tom Brady has sometimes looked fr- frustrated, sometimes looked angry, and other times looked old. 
What did, did you see that as well at different points of the game, even though they came out victorious? I saw all of the above, man. I, you know, here's the thing. This game, when you think about it, it's a Christmas Day game out here in Arizona. And the first thing I'm thinking to myself is, who is going to that game? And then you think to yourself, wait a minute, we got the greatest of all time coming out here. You know, probably the last time anybody, you know, unless they make this magical run to the Super Bowl, it's the mm-hmm. last time these fans, our fans, we get a chance to probably play against one Tom Brady. You never know. He might end up somewhere in a division or something like that. There's all those rumors and stuff like that, but you never know. So the one, the, like the marquee was, man, we, we get a chance to watch Tom Brady in a standalone game on Christmas night. And yeah. he looked everything that you said, man. He was frustrated, but here's the thing, Jay. He's looked frustrated all year long. Right. He looked aggravated. Jay, he looks he's looked aggravated all year long. Jay, he looked old from time to time. He's looked old from time to time all year long. And yeah. it's just, I'm trying to figure it out. What well, here's the thing. Did BA, being Bruce Arians, did he have that much of an effect? Because he's the only piece that's missing from a team that made the playoffs last year, won the Super Bowl mm. the year before. Yeah. And golly, you like to think, you know, Byron Leftwich and and uh, my man, he put left in charge bowls. It's like, God, I mean, it's like you're, you're, you're someone in your family bequeathed you this beautiful <laughs> old car, right? Uh, antique. They've been keeping it in their garage forever. And the yeah. first thing you want to do is take it out in the, uh, the schoolyard and do donuts and stuff like that and just destroy it. Whatever. It's almost like BA left this beautiful thing behind to just take yeah. it on. Just, you know, get, get this. You know, let's march this thing on. And they have destroyed Tom. Tom has looked defeated. And yeah. you, I mean, it took 20 years to do it. It just took the, you know. So, right, right. So, man, it's, it was it was rough. Yeah, interesting. And one last thing, because, again, I know we are believing the Arizona Cardinals. But this is what's interesting to me is that what you, and this can kind of go along what we talk about with Cliff Kingsbury as well, uh, is that, so a lot of the reports this season have been, and I've heard this multiple times, that what Tom Brady will do is the day before the game, he'll get all the offensive folks into a room, no, not the offensive coordinator, which would be left, which no, nobody else, just players, and go over the game plan and, and make changes to the game plan and then therefore put them on the field. I wonder if, I, I'm just throwing it out there, I wonder if having so much control because of what you have done in the past and then you're you're making the changes last second, and then you're not seeing the results, and then there's also injury that goes along with that. Uh, and and I, so I'm, I'm curious in terms of when you give somebody too much control within an organization, or somebody doesn't have enough influence or control, how that can maybe how things can fall apart there. From the outside looking, I'm thinking it's been this way for a while because if you remember, yeah, probably so. the the, uh, the thing that great Brady didn't like about B.A. was B.A. was kind of a, a he popping at the end of the week because B.A. liked to get his cocktails and stuff in yeah. early in the week, right? So according to the rumors and everything, Brady was getting tired of B.A. just kind of popping it at the end of the week and kind of overseeing anything. So this is something, in my opinion, has probably been going on all along where Brady and, and Leftwich and whoever they were working on the game plan and BA would pop in and they were like, wait a minute, dude, you can't be Johnny come lately. So they probably have had yeah. this thing going on all along. So the only uh, a co- part of the equation that's missing in my opinion is that BA is no longer there. 
So yeah. now they have even more control, but I, it's not like they went from zero to a hundred. I think yeah. they went from uh, 60 to 85 or 90. That's the only difference. If you ask me. Mm. Gotcha. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals, Trace McSorley started this game. It was his first start. Um, the, the Cardinals at one point in time, they were up in the third quarter. They were up 16 to six. This game ends, ends up going into overtime. Say that, say that one more time, Jay. Can you say that one for me one more time? They, it, they ended up being up 16 six and it ended up going into overtime. In, Trace in what quarter? Starting. <laughs> 16-6 in the third quarter. No, okay. I'm sorry. In the, that was in the that was in the fourth quarter. Sorry, okay. I apologize. Okay. That was in the fourth quarter. That's why it was such a hard watch. Because at the half it was at the half it was six six. That's so hard. It was so hard, dog. But here's what I want to ask you. If you look at the if you look at the 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 box score here, we see that Trace McSorley threw the ball 45 times. Breach. And James Conner rushed for a whopping 15 carries for 79 yards. And that's why I asked oh, you about those stats. Thank you. you. Said, yes. And so my question is, is even if there you're, there's nothing quote unquote to play for, except for the eye in the sky is always watching and you, and you want to, there should be some pride in you. I understand making some, some business decisions along the way, but, but still 45 pass attempts, for for a man that's making his first start, you're not playing in the elements. Why not just rush the ball down their throat? And you've mentioned this a couple times over the last couple of weeks. Oh, Jay. I mean, that's exactly when you started talking. I'm like, okay, give that to me again because I'm I'm little li- listening to you, and it's like, wait a minute, this was not a blowout game where we were scraping to trying to get in back into. This right. is a game that you go and as ugly as it was. And, you know, every win, and maybe every win isn't what you want at this point in time. I don't know. I don't I'm telling you, my son, he was, he said, I don't know what to root for, dad. I'm, I, I don't, I, I'm hope, I said, the game is terrible. This is an ugly game. He said, I don't really mind. It's, we can lose. It's okay. <laughs> at some point, Jay, I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, okay, you've got your third string quarterback. Right. And you've got a game plan where you're, battering ram of a running back, James Conner. And James, I mean, maybe James was too close to making some type of incentives or something. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they're trying to keep him from, you know, too many touches or too many touchdowns. I don't know. There's got to be something going on because to run him 15 times in a game that just screamed for, Hey, let's just hand the ball off to James. Let's not too much. Let's not put too much on McSorley's plate because, you know, it's his first, not, not Jay. It's not his third, fourth. It's his first start ever in the NFL. Right. And we're going to ask the young man to drop back 45 times in a game that we were actually in and ahead. And and your plan wasn't to James Conner right, James Conner left. I mean, this man, if we had lined up in the wishbone, I'd have been hmm. like, hey, that's, that's a game plan right there. Because, yeah. I mean, it didn't call for dropping him back this many times, which leads me, Jay Howard, we've been talking – you and I have been talking about it all year long. Kingsbury's over his skis, bro. I mean, he, he, there's one or two things going on here. He's either lost or he's still trying to convince us that he's a genius hmm. Be- because there was no reason. I mean, you, you could have came up with the most boring game plan of all, ran hmm. the ball 45, 50 times, threw the ball 15, 20 times, walk out here with a win, and I dog on there would have called you a genius because you did exactly what you were supposed to have done. True. But 
Meanwhile, he's going the exact opposite with players that, I mean, you could even tell like DeAndre Hopkins was just frustrated. I mean, you know, on a few plays when you would yeah. see it, he would just he would he would just throw his hands up a little bit off to the side, just hunching his shoulders as if what is what is this that's going on here? Yeah, because McSorley on that deep ball, uh, trying to get to the sideline to the to either sideline, kind of trying to drop it right in there, just not there. Who knows if he can get there? But at least in this game, he wasn't. So it, yeah, you can see that frustration. I'll ask you another question, Jay. Even if you're going to throw the ball that many times, why not? Why not make it easy on the young man? A bunch of you know m- things over the middle of the field. Maybe hit his tight end, you know, five to ten times. Why you got him? Like you know, it, it's like everything has to be so complicated with uh, Kingsbury. And like I said, the, every as the weeks go by, the more and more I see it, it's like, man, this dude has no idea what he's doing. I mean, I could have put if you just said, Ed, we need you to come here and fill in this week. I could have put a game plan together. To, to to win this game against that putrid Buccaneers team. They let the Buccaneers back into this game and win it by doing some of the stupidest things you can imagine instead of controlling the ball, instead of eating the clock, instead of taking, you know, weight off of McSorley's shoulders. And and here's the thing, Jay, at this point, maybe they don't want to win. We've talked about this. Maybe they don't want to win games. I mean, mm. technically speaking, they obviously players want to win games and, you know, Kingsbury, golly, but I don't know. It it just seemed to me that if you wanted to win this game, the game the, the game plan and the execution was right there in front of you. We just didn't take advantage of it. One of the things we've talked about this season is a recurring theme is the fact that the defense has has played better, but they've outplayed expectations. Yeah. When it comes to what we thought about given the fact that just the, the skill level um just was not compared to the as as equal to the offensive side of the ball, just because of what the money, the the investment, the financial investment that's been made on the offensive side of the ball. But they did they they again they played well. I, we with a couple of different interceptions. I went Marco Wilson with a couple of interceptions. We had um, JJ Watt was playing out of his mind. How did you feel about the way that the defense played? Because it seems that if your defense is on fire like that, as you mentioned, let's see what we can do to be able to get them as much rest as possible, run that, you know, pound the rock, and then, you know, take some maybe play action things when we can. How did you feel about the way that the defense played? Defense played admirably once again. And I guess you have to grade them on the curve because in normal instances you'd say, man, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came in here and we held them to 19 points. Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense stinks. Along with, I mean, like I said, we just talked about that to start the show. At the same time, it's still Tom Brady. He still has somewhat weapons. I know his offensive line is just every time you turn around, one of those guys is going down. But still, it's Tom Brady. You held them to 19 points in overtime, 16 in regulation, and your defense has got to be sitting there thinking to my thinking to themselves, what what else do we have to do? I mean, you inter- intercepted Brady twice. They had him befuddled too. It looked like a few times. You don't see Tom Brady. Ooh make mistakes where he was like throwing into coverages, like trying to go over the top of one to get to, you know, the receiver in, but, and they were sinking. They were, it seemed like I said, he was so frustrated and maybe he's to the point where he just feels like he, he's got to go over the top and make things happen. So he's pressing a little bit, but they actually forced him into a, a at least a couple. So, you know, a lot of times we look at the interceptions, what I intercepted twice. There were other passes where they, knocked him down or he was like I said he was dirting them and stuff like that because we had we were getting after him and for the defense 
I mean, you have to, you got to feel for those guys. I mean, they're, it's all, you know, we always talk about it's one unit together, meaning the entire team. But like I said, when you hold Tom Brady to 16, and even with your third string quarterback, bro, what I'm saying about that portion of it, we go back to the point where, I mean, there, there had to be guys on the defense sitting on the sideline thinking, why are we running the ball? What are we doing? You know, you just think we got our third string quarterback out there, and this is what we're doing. We're throwing the ball 45 times. And, you know, they don't look at, they don't know the number, but obviously you're looking out there and you can see that it was on a one to three uh, uh, basis, you know. So, yeah. I mean, guys in that defensive room, they've got to be very frustrated. Um, you know, I, I don't even know how you justify this one, you know, because this is a game that the Cardinals should have won. Could have and should have won. Mm-hmm. And it was primarily because of their defense. Like I said, we didn't blaze the world with our six points in the first half and, you know, 16 total for the game. But they the, the defense did enough to win this game. And, and two more to go. I mean, you don't like to think of it that way, but I know there are guys in that locker room. And here's the thing, Jay. You now have to start. We, we've talked about all the different things of, you know, obviously it's going to be guys making businesses and doing this, doing that. There are guys now in that locker room that might be not, but not, might not be under contract for this coming year. At the yeah. start of the year, they were like, "I found my home. This is where I want to be." There Ooh. are dudes that are now thinking, "Man, let me get this next two in." And Kime is in flux. Kingsbury has no idea what the hell he's doing. Our quarterbacks now down. You know, they're saying he might be back, but. <clears throat> hey, talk uh, as soon as game's over, talking to his agent, talking about, hey man, find me a spot for next year. This has yeah. now become a less desirable spot. And and this you know, it's funny, Jay, because we with everything works in cycles. And, you know, at the beginning of the year, like I said, after last year's playoff appearance, you know, we're on the trajectory up. And this is a desirable place for you know, guys to come and sign and play out here in the desert. Now in six months, bruh. We've we've become, you know, it's like um, those islands when when you get in the hurricane season or whatever or tornado season, yeah. or you know, yeah. people are like, nah, I ain't going out there. So, oh, just yeah. that quickly, we've become, in my opinion, a place that not a lot of people are going to be looking at as their first destination uh, this off season. Which, like I said, it it takes away from what this organization could be because, like I said, when you think about bringing free agents and stuff in here, that's how you you know, feed the beast. That's how you get better quicker sometime. And we've just destroyed that whole mojo that we've had in recent times um, in one fell swoop. Speaking of mojo, this season continues the, I guess it's not a trend. It, it's whatever the next level of trend would be is we can't win at home. The Cardinals can't win oh, at home. They want, they beat the the saints, and aside from that, that's the only that's the only victory they've had at home. If you and I think this is the this is true for all sports, whether it's baseball, basketball, and we see it with the Warriors, how the Warriors can win every game, almost every game at home, if whatever reason they can't win on the road. Mm-hmm. But but you have to win at home. If for nothing else to be able to give your fans that are to that are coming to support you to yes. be able to give them that 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 the, the the feeling that they get that at least there's an opportunity to win when I pay my money to to come to see this game when they're home this team when they're at home. What what does the team? I mean, aside from winning games at home, but there's a lot of that equity that's been lost 
you talked about the mojo in terms of people, maybe players, maybe wanting to come here. What, what has to happen to be able to get that mojo back when it comes to that, that ability to win at home and have players or teams that come in here somewhat intimidated about the atmosphere of playing in, playing in the, uh, in state farm stadium. Well, the worst part about how they played at home this year is what, one and eight, no one, eight, at one and point? seven, one and one, seven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So <clears throat> now Jay, you know, what can you do until the next time you play at home, which might be next year, right? I think right. you go to Atlanta. Yeah, yeah the, the rest are they're on the road the rest of this, uh, the rest of the season. So what can you do? It's not like you can run a campaign, you know, in business, you run a campaign, you know, and let's buy some ads. Let's, you know, go out there and, <laughs> you know, hey, let everybody show everybody what we're going to. No, until you next year, you know, you're starting from scratch, which is a beautiful thing because none of this carries over. But in people's minds, it does carry over. In their minds, yes. And when it comes down, when they talk about sign up for next season, blah, 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 get your, get on on board. We brought in this rookie. Yeah, I'll I'll wait. You know, you know what they'll start because as soon as they release the schedule, like the the teams that we're playing, buy your four pack, you know, blah, 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 you know, it's, you know, who the exciting, uh, list of teams that are coming here to play this at state, uh, state farm stadium, you know, it's like, who wants to come watch this? Take a, 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 a excuse me an ass whooping in our stadium every week, you know that type of thing. So yeah. for me, until next year, you know this is like a stink that doesn't wear off. And how do you market? You know it's going to be. T- Here's the thing, Jay. We we still got to see what's going to happen with Kime. We still got to see what's happening with Kingsbury. That as much as they want to speculate about, oh, you know Kyler, it's the best news, and you know he'll be back. Uh, you know, by such and such, you know, there's no guarantee in that. He just tore an ACL up in December. So, and it's irresponsible as well. Yeah, it's irresponsible as <clears> well. Irresponsible. All of a sudden, you know, he's going to be back by the start of the season. Man, this dude, like I said, one, it's not just the physical, physical part of the knee, it's the mental. And as a quarterback, it's even tougher because dudes are hunting you. It's, you know, one thing if you're an offensive lineman, you know, you got piles and things to maneuver, but dudes aren't hunting you. And, you know, it's going to be more than just the knee is good and he's ready to go. So there are so many questions with this team. Uh, you got to answer who you're bringing back with some of these old free agents. Do you, you know, what are you going to do with the draft? I mean, it, it, you know, all the questions will start. And, you know, the worst part about a season like this, there's two, there's the best part about a season like this, we're two games from finishing it up. Yeah. The worst part about a season like this, is your two games for finishing it up because you have to sit on this. You have to sit on it. It's like farting in a room, Jay, in a closed room. And, bro, the stink is just there, and you the fan's not working, bro. And it's going to be one of those things that all offseason, all we're going to have to talk about is this. You know, we're going to look back on this season, and, you know, and we try to move on. There are some people in this valley, some talking heads in this valley, man. They'll be talking about how stinky this season was all the way till the first uh, passing training camp, you know. Yes, indeed. Well, we're going to try to move on because this is one of those ones. I, somebody got to open a door or a window bro, to get the fan to work because it's <laughs> – Okay, so I got to ask this before we head out again. This is Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Do this thing twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. So there was – I'm sure that you saw caught wind of the breaking news. It annoys me when they do that. The breaking news, uh, how P- Coach Payton – is it's already assembling his staff <laughs> and and uh and is really looking to get back into the to to coaching. Here's the question for me, and I'm not relating it to the Arizona Cardinals. We can do that at a later time. 
when things like that come about, it's him, right? I mean, that's that's him that's spreading that, right? Or I mean, because it's it's not as if I'm talking to you, Ed, and then let's say your son hears it, calls up Schefter or calls up whoever and says, hey, I just want to let you know, I just heard that uh, Ed Smith is putting a staff together. So <laughs> you didn't hear that from me. So let's keep that one down low. It's when it when it comes to that type of stuff, it it has to be coming from that person or somebody that he delegates in his camp to say that, right? To be able to see, let's, let's see what, let's see what the reaction is. Let's get this trial balloon out there just to see if, if everybody's interested and if I can become the topic of discussion, I'm not far off on that. Am I? No, you're spot on. I mean, and it is his team, you know, obviously he's not out there tweeting, but what his agent is doing, he's calling people, reputable people to just, Hey, this one had a conversation because you said these, like I said, Adam Schefter, people like that, they're sitting around all of a sudden their phone rings or they get a text and like, Oh, you know, I haven't heard from him in a minute, you know? (laughs) And and you got to remember too, Jay, these agents represent many people within the organization. So, you know, sometimes they'll call to give them a tidbit on somebody, you know, some news that we all were either expecting here or it's not that big a deal. And then they just, Happened to mention, oh, you know, by the way, you know, uh, Sean, he's been, yeah, he's been putting the team together, man. I'm really excited about what he's doing. Man, he got, he, he might have Fangio you know? on there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Because when you start, <laughs> here's the thing. When you start hearing the end of his, the actual names, yes. that means somebody within is, because, you know, who comes up with the names? You know, there's, there's, there's speculation and then there's, hey, somebody's dropping dimes to you, that type of thing. So, yes. you know, and so you're, you're right on. And, and it's that time. And you got to remember too, it's that time of year because this is where you want, you don't want to wait until the off season. You want the seeds to be planted now. So yeah. organizations can start making those moves to be ready to swoop in and get you, you know. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the, and then with Peyton, I'm sure when they ask him about it, so we've heard Sean, you know, about this. Oh, I don't know about that. I haven't even given it any thought. I've just been focusing on analyzing this upcoming game. <laughs> no, no <laughs> comment. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Good Lord. But anyway, so we do this thing twice a week. We do it on Mondays and Thursdays. This is a kind of a slightly dry shrunken version for, uh, for, for the holidays. Cause you know, I, I got some some food in there to eat and some stuff to to play with that that my, <laughs> uh, that my family gave me. So on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, we are presented by Bet Online, and uh, as we always like to say around this time, uh, you can no don't forget to tell a friend to tell a friend about what we got going on out here. There you so, go. Until we see you again, be easy out there. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.